Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of Rightfully So Podcast, your podcast for first-year writing students and anyone really ready to nerd out about writing and the writing process. This week, we're talking about, do titles matter more about creativity in academic writing? Uh, as an instructor, one of the things that I see a lot on student papers is the title of their paper is whatever the designation is for the assignment, you know, ancillary number one, research essay, first draft, what have you. Uh, and my personal preference is that students be a little more creative with their title choice. So I guess the question to my panel, if you will, Carrie and Jeanette, my fellow instructors, what is your take on titles? Are they important? Do they matter? Um, what are your expectations from your students about um, how they title their assignments? It's funny that you and I have a similar pet peeve because um, <laughs> I think I also, whenever I see I say number one, like that's even how I read it is in this like very <laughs> dull voice of here it is, you know, like almost channeling like an Eeyore or something that's, that's writing the paper. Um, but I, for me, it's, I'm so confused on why students don't enjoy that part because for me, that was my favorite part of writing the paper. Like I spent the most time thinking about a creative title. And I think yeah. part of it is, um, for me, it kind of showcases a student's ability to kind of take ownership of the paper itself. Um, uh, and it kind of, it's, it's almost a way to insert their voice too, a little bit more than just kind of, here's my response to whatever prompt you're giving. It's like, I'm taking this and making it my own. So for me, I also do appreciate, really do appreciate. And I've often commented, like if they give me some really cool title, I've, I often will comment on it and recognize it because I, like I said, that was kind of my favorite part too. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Same. Uh, I always comment when I see an actual title, um, even if, even if it's not, I don't know, a perfect match for the content that they made an attempt. And, you know, I hadn't considered it, but you're right. Like taking the time to add a creative title does show taking ownership of the assignment, like investing in it. Um, that's an interesting point to consider. I hadn't, you know, I'm always like, let's just, you know, the voice thing is kind of where I usually end up, right, is, is demonstrating the student's individual voice as a writer and that title is a way of sort of injecting your personality into the paper, um, which is really important, especially if you're doing something where um, maybe the form and the format is dictated for you, right? So the opportunities for creativity are much smaller. Why not stake a claim, if you will, by coming up with your own title? Um, and then like you, I was always really big and excited about, uh, really big on and excited about creative titles for my own writing. And in fact, I often tell my students, some of my papers started out as just the title. I'm like, oh, this would be, I have this great idea. It's like this title. And then like, in a way that was sort of like my early, like nascent thesis statement was really that title. I'm like, what if we said this? I'm like, oh, it's really catchy. And then I got to find an argument that goes with that. <laughs> it's interesting because it, there is something about the title and it's as important as when you're naming your child. I know that sounds crazy. And it's like one of those things where, you know, but I've had certain units in classes before where we've talked about this whole idea of a name, right? Like putting, and the title's no different, right? So one of the things I, I try to do at some point um, is when they have a draft, I'm like, okay, circle things that, circle words you're saying over and over, right? Like, so 
you know, here I am being practical again, but um, <laughs> as I do. Uh, and so I'll say, okay, which words are you repeating? Maybe can some of those be part of the title? Um, because for me, a pet peeve is when the title doesn't match or I'm having a hard time seeing how they're connected. And I think part of what's happening too, and I really liked when Carrie brought up the fact that when it's essay number two, um, and I tried to channel Eeyore there, uh, it really, you know, the, it's saying like, I really am just doing the bare minimum here. Like I <laughs> didn't, I, I'm, I'm bored with this. Like I just, I, I didn't want to exert any, you know, creativity here. I didn't want to like take that extra step and really think about, you know, and, and it's, just like the conclusion is the last thing we see, it's the first thing we see. So it's kind of important that way too. Um, and just thinking about like setting the tone. Yeah, you know, um, I'm so glad that you mentioned that idea of of boring and in the reader's perspective, because it is like from the reader's perspective, seeing like essay number seven is really dull. And from a grader's perspective, when I'm on essay 100, and it's also essay number four. Um, you know, I lose some of my enthusiasm for the project, if you will. Um, and, and it is the first thing your reader interacts with. And it's a great way to give them a sense of what is the content of this essay, right? So rather than make them wade through your introduction to arrive at your thesis statement, why not give them an inkling of what they're going to be reading right there in the title? And I would point out to students, you know, you may not realize this, but when you're doing your research and you're finding your scholarly sources, what is the first thing that you look at and decide whether or not you're going to click a link for a source? You're looking at the title. And if the title was something like um, response to uh, student stress in university, like it's not, it's not very descriptive. It's not very interesting. It's not very engaging. Chances are you're going to scroll right past that, right? Um, Look at any BuzzFeed listicle or article, right? Like the clickbait thing, like all they have is a title. It's the only thing they have to get your attention. Um, and if they were just like, here's a list of 10 things that we know about Menelik Portman, I mean, chances are you'll click it anyway. But the fact of the matter is it's, it maybe isn't as eye-catching as Natalie Portman did something and you wouldn't believe what? Oh, I got to find out what did, Nat what did Natalie Portman do? I'm going to click on that. Oh, it's, it's nothing. It's everything already new, but thanks BuzzFeed. Awesome. You got your click and you got your ad service. Nice. Um, <laughs> So really, you know, help your reader along, um, give them that creative title, tell them what's, what's coming, let them get excited before they even get engaged with the introduction. Um, oh my God, did we exhaust the topic of titles <laughs> well, already? I, was, I know I was going to say, well, kind of piggybacking <laughs> on that, what you said, um, the idea of it sets the tone, right? Because if you put an invested or, I mean, if you showcase that invested interest in your essay's subject, just through the title alone, it's going to stand out. And I will say when we get a sea of essays come in that are all essay number one, essay number two, uh, then all of a sudden, um, you know, that essay that doesn't have that essay number one as its title does kind of stand out a little bit more. And, and for me, that's, it's not that all of a sudden I'm going to be interested where I wasn't interested before, but it does set that tone that you were even interested. So now there's more of an investment for me to even kind of engage with your writing a little bit more. So I feel like it is something worth um, 
you know, worth acknowledging and taking the time. And I tell students, you don't have to, you know, you can always do a fun pun. I mean, those are appreciated obviously by me. Uh, but also like, I'm like, feel free. I remember one class I had, I think we wrote like multiple essays, it must've been like five or six essays in this one class. And it was super intense, but I ended up doing this fun thing where I kind of wanted to link them all. So I used um, kind of like how friends titles their episodes, uh, you know, their TV episodes, the one with, and so I started started doing the one with this, you know, and, and my teacher even said like, it was funny because she was looking forward to the next essay and kind of what that one was going to be about and how I was going to approach that title. So it's, I'm like, you don't have to worry about being so creative. You know, I'm not a creative writer. That's okay. But just show us that there's a little bit more of an investment and interest in your subject matter. And that tells us that just sets the tone for us. Um, and I think that that's really, really crucial. Um, like you said, kind of, and even tying it to your thesis as well, you know, it's just kind of like, I'm excited about this approach I took. Um, and I tell students, it's kind of um, link it to the, the critical thinking part of your rubric, right? Or of the rubric itself. It showcases that creativity. It showcases that uniqueness that you kind of came in with a perspective that might be different um, than some others. And so it really does kind of set the essay apart from from those other boring ones, I think. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, back when we were talking about, uh, I think it was thesis statements, not that that was that far ago, but maybe it was an even earlier episode, Jeanette mentioned, um, sometimes your instructor will learn everything they need to know about a paper from the quality of your thesis statement. Um, if it's not a very good thesis statement, we can sort of be like, well, I don't anticipate the rest of the paper being very good. Uh, and it's been my experience from the instructor's point of view that when students take the time to come up with an interesting title, um, I do see that reflected in their writing. Like overall, the quality of their writing shows more care, more attention to detail, um, even if it exhibits some of the same um, issues I see in other first year writing students, like organizational issues or maybe, you know, lack of assertions or maybe it's a little too reliant on summary and fact reporting. But overall, I think ultimately the quality of the paper just shows more care, right? Um, we, I can see that the student is making an attempt at the organization because maybe it's only a couple of paragraphs that feel out of place as opposed to like all of them. Or, or maybe it's they're putting their insertions at the end of the paragraph, so maybe it's more of a paragraph structuring problem as opposed to like they're lacking assertions at all. Um, so I, I find that I'm, I'm less apprehensive about grading because it doesn't, it won't feel as much as a chore, which I guess is maybe something I shouldn't be admitting on a podcast directed to students. But um, seeing that title, it's like, oh, I'm hopeful that this this paper is going to be engaging and it's going to show that due care and um, attention to detail that I was expecting, right? Because they haven't tried to do the bare minimum as a number two. I think that's that's a good point too, is, is the idea that as instructors, because I think I, I could admit as well that there are times when it does feel like a chore. <laughs> and, and I think that that's part of it is that we want to learn something from you too. So when you give us a creative title, when you've put in that effort to kind of come up with this perspective, that might be something that's, you know, going to make us think too, like that's exciting to me. Um, and please, you know, we want, we, that's what we really, really want. We want to kind of have almost the dialogue with you about this particular subject. And that's what we're looking for. So, you know, if, if we see the essay number one, I kind of feel like we assume that it's just going to be the bare minimum, probably uh, some regurgitation of things we've talked about, or I've even said in class. 
and the expectations are already kind of lower versus when I get that creative title, I feel like there might be something in this essay that's actually going to make me think too. And that's exciting for us. You know, we, we want to have that. That's kind of why we're doing what we're doing, <laughs> you know? So, so I think that that's uh, something that students maybe think that normally we would overlook, but really it's, it's not overlooked. I mean, it's something that's crucial. So, yeah. I feel like too, and maybe I'm tangenting here, but there are, I know my students who are capable of writing titles because, and I know they're different and I want to acknowledge that, but a lot of my students are really clever meme makers. Um, they tweet. Um, <laughs> there are these sort of short form pieces where, and, and even hashtags are creative, you know, and so it's like, I know I, I, I know they can do it. <laughs> I know, <laughs> I, I know it's possible, right? Like, so that's the other thing where I'm, it's like, take that little bit. I mean, and as you both said, it's like, this is the fun part, right? Like you can actually do something with it where, you know, I mean, you don't have to make us laugh, but it's, it, you know, doesn't hurt. No, I was gonna say no points off if you do. Uh, I feel like that touches a little bit on last week's discussion and, you know, the writing across the genres, you know, writing across the curriculum where we kept talking about like, yes, there are skills that you're learning in this writing classroom that translate across the curriculum. You're going to use these skills elsewhere. Well, it works in reverse too. What's something you learned outside of the classroom that could be applied, right? Uh, hashtags, funny memes, puns, like students are fluent in these things, right? It's a known skill. Um, but I think there's anxiety about bringing that into the classroom and maybe they have in the past and they were punished for it by, you know, teachers, like there's no place in my classroom for that. So maybe they're fearful of doing so. And then they get to college and we're like, please, I have to look at 120 of these essays. Be funny. <laughs> you know, if it can't be good, be funny. <laughs> um, and, and there's this idea of like, um, encouraging to sort of like generalize, um, and make those connections a little bit. Think about some of your favorite books and favorite movies and 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 how have the authors in those cases like used well titles. i like when carrie brought up the friends thing because it made me think of um gray's anatomy because gray's anatomy she does a song title and that of course has helped because there's so many songs and you know this is like 19 seasons in right like so but it's interesting because if you look at television series they have to figure out a way to do this, right? Like, is it going to be um, a category or a pattern like that, that they just, you know, or do they have to come up with something brand new or is it just one word? Like I've noticed sometimes, and I, I can't think of an example right now off the top of my head, but I feel like there are TV series where it's just one word, right? Like some, something, you know, so, yeah, you know, um, and this kind of goes back to what Jeanette was saying about or, or her approach, like her scaffolded approach to creating a, a title, right, is go look at, you know, word frequency. Or are there words that you're using more than others? And can that be leveraged into a title? And the whole friends thing, as Carrie was saying, is like the one with. It's like if you're not feeling particularly creative or if you feel like it's more time that then you want to invest in trying to come up with a title, um, you can always fall back on a template. Right. Or you can fall back on sort of a scaffolded approach. Like what's a high frequency word here? And maybe, maybe my title is just that one word. Right. And then my reader is going to make that association as they go through my essay, or you can be like, this is the one with the rhetorical deconstruction of cinema sins video from YouTube. Right. 
or the one with uh, modeling a mentor text. Um, and and honestly, setting the bar really low, sometimes my students will just use the, because I title my prompts. And so they'll use the title of the prompt. And so instead of saying ancillary number three, they'll be like modeling the mentor text. I'm like, you made the effort, right? You recognize that I wanted a title. You were feeling a little put upon or overwhelmed and trying to come up with your own. So you stole mine, but you know what? Fine, fine. You made the effort. You made a effort and effort, right? So thanks. Thanks for doing that. Um, I do. I recommend that. Or even just, um, I tell them to, to look at the conclusion paragraph. Um, cause there were times, there were a lot of times when I would work on a, on an essay and the title would kind of morph as I was writing. Um, especially when I got to the conclusion, because that was my chance to kind of, you know, once you showcase the bigger significance of your argument and you're kind of connecting it to more global connections, either within the class or outside the class, and you're kind of thinking about the bigger picture, that's when, uh, usually I would come up with maybe some phrase, in my conclusion that I was like, Ooh, I said that really well. And then just kind of use that for the title, you know, so it doesn't have to necessarily be something that's completely unique from or separate from the paper, even like, you know, find a phrase that you think that you just worded really well, or that even maybe during a peer review session, someone said, I like the way that you worded this. Oh, maybe that's something that you can kind of put into the title. So it is something that that can morph, can change, just like your thesis statement, just like, you know, all the other parts of your essay and, you know, kind of allow it to do that. So, yeah. I mean, it can be a literal description. So my, you know, as much as I love titles, like my master's thesis, the title was like the social dynamics of witchcraft in the late middle ages. That does not inspire, right? It's not funny. It's not a pun. I, I'm sure there was something about Satan the heretic I could have put in there, but I did not because uh, I was focused on the writing part of the, asp uh, the project. Um, but it still serves a purpose, right? Like you'll see that spine on the shelf in the reference part of the library and you'll be like, that sounds boring and I, and I don't want to read it, but at least you know what the contents of that are, right? You know, it's going to be about witchcraft in, in a particular time period. So, you know, if all those fails, maybe just describe your essay. Like, what is it about? <laughs> it's not like you're giving, it's not like you need to have a spoiler alert, right? You know, theoretically your title shouldn't be your thesis statement, but, you know, just a description of, you know, you know, my rhetorical analysis of cinema sins. Great. It's descriptive. It's functional. It, it lets me know what I'm going to be reading. Um, and, and that serves just as well. So maybe that's the other challenge, right? Sometimes maybe students feel a little pressured to be creative, you know, when their instructor stands up there and says, for God's sakes, put a title on your paper that's something other than essay number three, which I have been guilty of. <laughs> Or don't use the essay question as your title. I've had that before where they literally just copied and pasted my essay, the whole essay question of like, <laughs> uh, what did this person did it? And then a question mark at the end. And I'm like, mm, okay, <laughs> let's, let's think a little more about that something. That makes me think they didn't proofread, which <laughs> they may have, but it's like, did they just forget to go back? Um, and I think that's part of it too, where I start to assume that if it is, rhetorical analysis is the title that that was what they started with when they did their first draft and then they never went back and adjusted it when they were in their third draft right like or something right like so it can also indicate that which may not be true but that's the other reason why it's just like some effort some you know and again it doesn't have to be totally creative but some thing effort like some kernel of you know as we've said yeah um oh, go, no, ahead. go ahead 
No, oh, no, I was you, go say, <laughs> you go ahead. No, it makes me think um, for any fans of The Office, uh, there's a part where Dwight Schrute's coming up with a title for his book that he's going to write. And he says, the title of Michael's book is something weird is going on. What did Jan or Colin, what did Jan say? The Michael Scott story by Michael Scott with Dwight Schrute. <laughs> and he keeps going <laughs> on and on. <laughs> But it's this, it's this whole beat and this whole moment of the, of the episode that's just so funny because it makes me think of whenever I'm coming up with a title, right? Because it's like, you know, you have this amazing idea and then the colon and then something to clarify and then maybe something else in there. It's like, <laughs> you know, kind of have fun with it too. I saw a movie on Netflix that's something like The Woman in the Window in the House Across the Street or something like that. Like it has this really long title and I'm like, with Kristen Bell, I'll... right? Right? I'm like. <laughs> and I'm she just, even, I'm... I think when she was promoting it, she even said it's a super long title, huh, guys? <laughs> like, <laughs> was making comments about it. Oh, that was classic. I love but it. But I'm like, it also makes it stand out, right? Because everything else in your Netflix queue is like Red Notice or Jumanji or, you know, whatever. And then all of a sudden it's like the woman in the window from the house across the street. You know, am I going to? I kind of want to just click on it <laughs> just to see. Um, Makes me think of what the, what they would do if they put the, if they put it like in a movie theater and they had to use the marquee. And it just like, scrolls. It just, just takes constantly. up the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, you know, um, I, I think the, the big takeaway here is because we managed to stretch this over uh, 18 minutes. So yay us. Uh, <laughs> I think the big takeaway here is, is, take the extra couple of minutes. Um, the answer to the rhetorical question of do titles matter is yeah, yeah, they do. Absolutely. Um, I, and particularly for your reader, um, it, it signals to your reader that you care and that you take an agency and that you have ownership of this project. And it shows your instructor that you are invested in this project. And um, it might be a great way to cleverly disguise that maybe you just half-assed your way through the paper, right? It's like, starting off on the right foot. Hey, look at this creative title. Give them the old razzle dazzle, as they might say in Chicago. Um, so yeah, uh, Carrie and Jeanette, any other uh, takeaways before we wrap this one up? Well, not to be Captain Obvious, but just to point out to students that we have titles for our episodes so clearly, <laughs> clearly they matter to us. And we spent time thinking of them and we were going back and forth and having fun with them. So, you know, it's we could have just said episode one, episode two, <laughs> but we didn't. <laughs> I thought of two just now. Um, Bill had brought up the BuzzFeed clickbait, um, but it doesn't have to be clickbait. It can be a headline, right? Like, so that's the other way of thinking about it. Like just something that is like, here, I'm preparing you. This is it. <laughs> so again, and you know, like to take the pressure off the creativity, it's like, just what is it? But a little more than rhetorical analysis, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think if you're going to, if you're going to go down the route of a descriptive summary, using a descriptive summary as your title, be a little bit more than just rename or, or, or parroting or, or echoing the name of the assignment. Like we, we know we're the instructors. We assigned it. We know it's a rhetorical analysis. Give me just a little something extra rhetorical analysis of what just to set that bar as low as possible. <laughs> be, be a Tigger, not an Eeyore. That's going to be oh, my I advice. Like that. Be a Tigger, <laughs> not an Eeyore. Give us I a feel bounce. Like that should be on a bumper sticker. <laughs> right? Oh, Can I get that at Penny. Disney? Patent yeah, Penny. Penny. <laughs> <laughs>
Okay, uh, let's wrap this one up before it goes fully off the rails. This has been another episode of Rightfully So. We, I hope you enjoyed our discussion on Do Titles Matter? Be sure you check in with us each week as we post new episodes about different aspects of the writing process. And in the meantime, get out there and write something. <laughs>